0: The Orlando Magic are getting at least one injured player back, or most likely going to get one injured player back. Plus, what we learn from the homestand. It's time to get going here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 18th, 2022. My name is Philip rossman I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic are set to get probably at least one of their injured player, of their injured five back, plus Wendell Carter back. That's, that's good news. We'll get into a little bit about what it means to have Gary Harris back in the lineup, plus What we learned from the Magic's seven-game homestand. We're going to get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter who your team is, no matter when you listen to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We've been waiting it's been the big talk it's literally all anyone on my social media channels uh, for, for however long they still exist. Um, what everyone on my social media channels uh, are, are, have been talking about it's the huge discussion when are players getting back from injury and and honestly it, it sometimes feels like as I mentioned yesterday that the more information the magic actually gave the more they shared with the public, the more they shared with the fans, the more antsy and impatient fans got that there wasn't sooner or, 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 or whatever the case is. Well, let's make December. Let's make this time now from Thanksgiving to Christmas or to the New Year or whenever it is. Let's make this a comeback season because the Magic are going to get players back from injury. Um, let's get to the first one first, the guy that isn't coming back. Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel spoke with Paolo Banqueiro, uh after Wednesday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Paolo Bencaro did not travel on the Magic's three-game road trip to Chicago in Indianapolis. That will leave him out until at least Friday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. That's the next Friday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Carroll telling, telling Kobe Price that the injury is a little bit worse than maybe they let on. Um, not that it's anything more than an ankle sprain, but he felt sore after going through the practice on Saturday. It's a, a, an area where he hasn't been injured before. There's an abundance of caution, as there always is with this team. Um, and so it does seem like it's going to be another week to a week and a half. Again, there's an actual concrete timeline there. So we won't we won't see Paolo Caro until at least next Friday, until after Thanksgiving. Um, he is out for this road trip. He's out for Friday for sure. Probably not traveling up to Indianapolis Saturday or Monday for those games. And so he'll get some more time to rest and recuperate. That, again, is, is something I think most of us should support, as frustrating as that is. But there is good news on the injury front. Wendell Carter, listed as probable with, uh, with his plantar fascist Brain Getting him back obviously resets a whole chunk of this team, gives them an extra big body. They're obviously going up against Nikola Vucevic, uh, Andre Drummond, and then Miles Turner coming up on Saturday and Monday. Um, that's a big deal. That is a big thing. We should not overlook that. We should not uh, uh, denounce that at all. Um, but the bigger news coming out of this is Gary Harris officially upgraded to probable for Friday's game. The Orlando, to, to me, that is a sure sign that is a greater than... That is a very good chance, you know, a, a good betting chance that Gary Harris will play and make his season debut Friday in Chicago against the Chicago Bulls. Now, whether he plays Saturday against the Indiana Pacers on a back-to-back, certainly a bigger question. Maybe there is still some load management going on, but... Gary Harris has cleared the final hurdles that he needs to, provided that he is feeling good Friday morning or Friday afternoon or Friday evening. He will play for the first time this season. This is obviously good news. Gary Harris is always the closest one to returning from everything that I've seen within the Amway Center. He's been shooting out on the court uh, during the homestand for the last couple games. That is a sure sign that a guy is almost back and almost ready to take the floor once again. This is incredible news. Before the season began, we believed Gary Harris... Could be in the running for a starting spot. We believe that at full strength, that his shooting would be would be something very valuable as someone who could space the floor for this team. He was a 38% three-point shooter last year, just a, a really, really just solid veteran player. And more than anything else, it was that consistency and that veteran presence that I think a lot of us believe would benefit this team the most. Just someone who knows where to be defensively, knows where to be offensively, someone that this team can trust and, and turn to on the court, not just the coaches kind of echoing what the coaches are saying or saying what the coaches can't say on the floor, but they, with seeing what they see, not necessarily what they see on the floor, not necessarily see what, what, what's being seen from the bench. Um, Gary Harris, you know, is it going to blow you away with anything? I think he averaged 11 points per game last year, but... He is just very, very solid in all that he does. Um, And while I don't anticipate that he'll start, I think the Magic will stick with their Jumbo lineup uh, for a little while longer. I do think that it's, you know, obviously not having Paolo hurts a ton, but I do think that some of its effectiveness is starting to wear off and teams are starting to figure out how to attack it and how to deal with it. But um, Gary Harris is going to be a huge boost for the bench. Obviously, Orlando will still have a point guard problem. And, and I think that's that's still something that this team is going to struggle to overcome a little bit. But uh, I also think that this is something that's going to help this team tremendously. Um, obviously, we talked about it so much. Um, we talked about it so much after Wednesday's game against the Timberwolves that this team just needs bodies. They They need dudes who can play. They need... Players on the floor to to compete consistently and missing a full rotation, a full lineup, and some bench players of rotation level players. That's enough to kill any team, not just this Magic team that already has a low margin for error, but just kill any team. And so, getting Gary Harris back is just an absolutely huge deal. I am a big fan of Gary Harris's play. I think you know he doesn't do too much. He was. In the top quarter of the league in catch-and-shoot three-pointers last year, he was deadly from the corners, especially the right corner, if I'm not mistaken, throughout the season last year. This is a guy that's just going to be that extra threat. You know, you look at the Magic and, and and their passing and some of the passing struggles they've had. Some of it is not making that extra pass, not trusting that next shooter in the corner to be able to hit that shot. Gary Harris is going to hit that shot, and, 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 t- and players are going to know if I feed the ball to Gary Harris, that's the right play. That's a guy that's gonna get us a basket. That's that's gonna be the best thing for this team. And and that power is just so big. Um again, you don't know first game back, you don't know a hundred percent what to expect. Um you shouldn't go you shouldn't expect him to, to you know, have a game like he had in Indiana last year or or to make, you know, five threes right off the bat. It's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve. He's gonna have to Kind of get his get his sea legs back under him, get his conditioning back, but his presence alone is going to force defenses to focus on him and for and, and give Franz Wagner that extra step and that extra driving lane. Um, it's it's a good thing. Obviously, getting guys back is a good thing, and Gary Harris is someone that is valuable to this team and valuable for this team. And I, for one, am very very excited to see him back on the floor and to see. Him just be able to contribute something again to this team. Um, it is he. He is a good player. He's a really good player, guys. Um, and I, I just think that it's just it's just gonna be really good. I mean, I, I'm 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 sure you know, like I'm 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 just excited to see him play again. And that's really the key here. Um, just getting him back on the floor. His presence alone is going to change things. It's going to bring some stability and hopefully. Uh, he's able to get back up to speed very, very quickly. There's no other updates on any of the other players. All the other injured Magic players who are not listed as probable stayed home for this road trip. So no Markel Foltz, no Jonathan Isaac, no Mo Wagner, no Cole Anthony, um, and obviously no Paolo Caro. They're going to be out until at least Friday. Again, Cole Anthony had said, told Kobe Price the Leonard Sindel he was hoping to be back between Thanksgiving and early December. I think Thanksgiving would be a little ambitious from what I've seen at the Amway Center. But, but again, um, I've told people this, um, guys traveling with the team is a very important step because that means that the team believes they will get more from traveling with the team than from staying at home with the, with, in the training facility and getting their work in at the training facility. So um, again, it, it not I would say that none of those guys are probably super close to returning. Because they're not traveling on this trip, because it's better for them to be at the Advent Health Training Center than it is to be on the road trip. We're going to get into a little bit about the Magic's road trip, talk a little bit about the game against the Chicago Bulls, but first we're going to recap the Orlando Magic's homestand and what we learned about this team. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our from our pals at BetterHelp. This episode is brought is sponsored by BetterHelp and brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, sorry, I'm reading this ad 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 copy for the first time. BetterHelp is uh, sorry about that. Um, life's hard, <laughs> you know. Frankly, um, we all could use a little bit of help sometimes. We all could use uh, just uh, someone to talk to and a little bit of boost. Um, and there's no shame in that. Um, you know, again. Life's hard and, and it's better when you have someone there to listen to you and to talk, and to, and to talk you through it. You know, I it's it, you know therapy is something that I've used throughout my entire life. Um it's something that should be more encouraged and should be more accepted and it's getting more accepted and becoming more accessible. And that's why BetterHelp therapy is really just so so good and so so important. Life doesn't come with a user manual. So When it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. And navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent, or any other major life event, or any other mundane life event, to be perfectly honest. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected more than 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere 100% 100% online. I've ta- I've been in therapy for uh, throughout many points in my life whether it was dealing with uh, dealing with the, the tragedy of the zero Line of magic um in much in my younger childhood um that is only half half joking there. Um whether it's whether it's dealing with the challenges and pressures of school, whether it's dealing with the with, with you know my parents were divorced, I went through therapy as my parents went through divor- went through the divorce. Um, and and, and even, in, even in college, just dealing with the pressures of, of school and, and college and being out on your own, it's, it, there's no shame in asking for a little bit of help or just looking for someone to bounce ideas off of and get some guidance and, and a different perspective on things. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com better slash LockedOnNBA. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes. With local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. When the schedule came out, um, we understood that those first eight games, those first couple weeks of the season, six of the first eight on the road, was going to be very, very tough. Um, going, I think, one in seven was not quite what we anticipated, um, but we understood it was going to be a slow start. Even then, looking at the next seven games, a seven game homestand, we understood that would be a chance to kind of make up some ground and find this team's footing. But looking at the opponents during this homestand, uh, Phoenix, Dallas, Golden State especially um, it definitely seemed like this was going to be a tricky homestand that going 3-4 and 4-3 four, four and three would be a success, would be a sign that this team has taken some steps forward has established a little bit of a base has figured some things out but still has a little ways to go of course back in August when the schedule came out we only knew that Gary Harris would be, would be out I think at that point, we didn't know all the injuries the team would face and we you know, three and four sounds nice on paper or four and three sounds nice on paper, but how you get there is always a little bit different. The Magic did end this this homestand three and four. And in many ways it was extremely encouraging. Beating the Golden State Warriors, finally getting a clutch win, seeing Jalen Suggs emerge the way that he did, really energized this team and energized this fan base. Losing a game on a half-court buzzer beater in overtime, as frustrating as that loss to Sacramento Kings was, look how good the Kings are playing now. They are a very talented team. They are, you know, that win probably propelled them a little bit to this five-game win streak that they're on. But the King, but that was a loss that does not seem as bad in hindsight as it did in the moment that it happened. Beating the Dallas Mavericks and Phoenix Suns without Paolo Banquero. Really impressive stuff. The defense was really tied together. We could see the intensity and the focus that this team could bring. These wins, these three victories, and even the Sacramento loss to some extent, showed what this team can be. Um, It showed the kind of focus and the kind of intensity that this team can bring and, and how this team can take those next steps. After struggling so much on the road, Orlando is one of the Orlando is still one of the few teams in the league without a road win. I, I would anticipate they'll get one here in the next three, but you, you never know. Um, this team has needed to find that foundation and, and to kind of reinforce what they learned in training camp and, and and what they need to do to be successful overall. That's still such a big piece of the puzzle for the Orlando Magic. And to some extent, yeah, the Magic got a little bit of that here in this homestand, in these three wins especially. We could see what this team is becoming, what this team wants to be, the fight and personality that this team has, and their ability to win big games. I'm a big believer, especially for young teams, winning at home, winning big games at home in front of your home fans is a huge confidence builder is a huge kind of stamp and a you know approval to to show your fans to show the people that are going to be in in your corner the entire season that hey we got something here invest in us now be invested and frankly if there's one thing that we could say was absolutely positive about this this home stand, Magic fans brought it every single night. You know the the, the uh, listed attendance dipped a little bit um, toward the end of the homestand. Obviously, sellout against Golden State. Uh, uh, I believe a sellout crowd against Sacramento uh, on a Saturday. Granted, um, a solid crowd, a better than expected crowd for a Wednesday early tip-off time against the Dallas Mavericks um, due to her, due to Hurricane Nicole. Um, but you know. Regardless of what the final attendance numbers are, Magic fans brought a lot of energy. You know, yes, there's the, the the Magic's in-house media was trying to bring that point out and trying to pump up the fans, but I'll say this as you know, an observer and as a Magic fan myself, Magic fans brought it. I, I honestly don't think I've heard Amway Center this excited, this jazz, and this engaged with this team since Dwight Howard left. Um, there have been big games, obviously. Um, you know, that that have brought fans out, that have brought kind of that clash but uh between, you know, like the big opponents and magic fans who are trying to, to, to support their team. But this the Amway Center felt like a magic home court. Um, you know, even against Golden State, to be perfectly honest. Magic fans brought it. They brought the energy and they helped Orlando play some really good basketball and play with tons of energy and, and Again, if there's one thing that we learned in this homestand, my big takeaway is Magic fans are ready to cheer for a winning team. They're ready to see this team take some next steps, and they're excited about what this team can be in a way that they haven't been excited about a team in a decade. Um, So kudos to Magic fans. If you showed up for any games at the Amway Center, you brought it. You're the MVPs. You might be my first quarter MVP if injuries keep going the way that they're going. Um, And so... Kudos to you. Um, The Magic are doing good things and and, and able to to, to play this way, play the way that they're playing and stay in these games because they're drawing energy from the crowd. And and that crowd's only going to get better as this team gets better. So that deserves a special shout out. On the same token, three and four does feel disappointing um, because so much of what the Magic did and, and so many of the Magic's losses just are just of the frustrating kind. Um, I have warned people, I will continue to warn people, young teams don't know how to be consistent. Young teams play up and down to their competition. It's something that I learned watching the Tracy McGrady teams where a playoff, clearly a playoff capable team with Tracy McGrady just doing amazing things every night could beat one of the best teams in the league one night and lose to one of the worst the next night, both at home or on the road or wherever. That's what teams of this ilk could do. Um, and so, it was disappointing how they lost to the Houston Rockets. It was disappointing how they lost to the Charlotte Hornets. It was disappointing, obviously, the way they lost to the Kings, blowing a big lead and, and, and kind of playing a poor second half after playing a great first half. It's There are troubling trends that keep emerging, the turnovers are just the biggest one. This team just cannot protect the ball, and some of that is just not having a point guard, not having good organization. Um, that falls both on personnel and, and the injuries, but it falls on the coaching staff for not doing a better job making it easier for players to, to to execute. But at the end of the day, like Bull Bull sometimes doesn't execute a dribble handoff correctly, and there's no one on the bench to replace him because everybody's hurt. Um, that's actually something Jamal Mosley has said is you know, they want to hold people accountable. They want to tell, have players who are making mistakes come out of the game, sit and watch for a little while. Not as punishment, but as teaching. Um, they can't do that right now because, you know, Admiral Schofield's not a better option than Bull Bull. I'll do respect to Admiral Schofield. Um, that's, that's the reality of this team right now. Is they're not able to accomplish the things they want to accomplish. And mistakes have to be corrected on the fly rather than through teaching and discussion on the bench uh, in the way that they would have liked to. At the beginning of the season, but it's it's not even so much the turnovers that bother me. It it, it, it is this attention, this focus and attention to detail. The loss to the Charlotte Hornets, the Magic got hit in the mouth early. The loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves on Wednesday, the Magic got hit in the mouth early, and just frankly just didn't look re- not, not necessarily ready to play because they didn't look like they were ready to match the intensity of their opponent. And small errors early just start piling up. Um, And and that is something young teams do. And again, I, I will continue to preach patience and to say, like, look, if they're still making these mistakes a month from now, if they're still making these mistakes in April, then yeah, let's be concerned. Right now, it's something to highlight and something to improve. They will get better. If they don't get better, then we'll have problems. But they will get better. And that's kind of where we have to sit with it right now. We have to sit with this team's youth and sit with the mistakes that they're making. But that was on display during this homestand. Um, That was on full display. And yeah, if this team was going to surprise, if this team was going to do something uh, that no one expects or that external people don't expect, then yeah, um, this homestand's going to hurt. Going three and four on this homestand, making the mistakes that the Magic made, losing a winnable game against Houston, losing a winnable game against Charlotte, that's gonna hurt. Losing a buzzer beater to Sacramento. You know, I I, I mentioned this. I love Kings fans. I love following I, I follow a lot of a lot of Kings Twitter. Um if that's the shot that gets Sacramento into the playoffs, I'm gonna be very happy for them and that fan, that fan base, but that's the reality is when you're on the playoff fringes, a buzzer-beating three-pointer is the kind of shot that gets you into the playoffs, um, it, that it makes the difference between making and missing the playoffs. And Sacramento may well look back—you know, they've won five straight, I, I think, since that game. Um, they may well look back at the end of the season and say that shot was a turning point for them making the playoffs, where if the Magic had won that game, if the Magic had kind of taken care of their business— Maybe we're looking at something different against Houston. Maybe we're looking at something different against Charlotte. Uh, you know, uh, a little bit more confidence and uh, confidence and 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 less frustration in the way that this team's executing. Games turn like that. Um, winning back to back close games, I think, would give this team a huge shot of confidence. And you know, they frankly, I don't think have played a close game since that Sacramento loss, since that Sacramento game. I mean, Dallas was close. Yeah. So you know, it, you you get what I'm saying. The Magic are more than capable, even with the pieces that they're missing, of being better. And that's been kind of the big message, is yes, there are good things. Yes, this team has shown its potential. It's shown its fans the potential. We saw that throughout the course of this homestand. But unfortunately, we have to say that this homestand was disappointing because we can clearly see this Magic team can be better. Even with everything they're facing, they can be better. And this next part of the schedule, this next month, really from Thanksgiving to Christmas, is extremely difficult. Um, you know, pl- the Magic's play in hopes may die here in the next month. And obviously there's three more games before we get to the really difficult part. You know, Chicago's not a pushover, Indiana's not a pushover. I'm not looking past them. But starting with that game next Friday against Philadelphia, the schedule is really, really tough for this team. And they're going to need health. They're going to need bodies. They're going to need focus to get through it and keep themselves in position to make some noise and to make the growth that they want to make. Or you know, maybe that's not what they wanted at all or what the franchise wants at all. So in the end, there was good in this homestand. But there was a lot left on the table. And hopefully by the time the Magic get back home, to kind of re-established our base in early December and then again a little bit later around Christmas, around New Year's New Year's Eve. Hopefully that will bring with it some solidity for this team. We're going to start though by talking about the Atlanta Maddox road game as they head back on the road to take on the Chicago Bulls. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Sweat Block. Look, I live here in Central Florida, and while the cold, while the cold front has finally moved in, thank you. Oh, it felt so, so good to feel feel the temperature in the 50s. I know I'm in the minority here in Florida about that, but it won't be long before it's back in the 80s. Before it's back in the 90s. This is Florida, after all. And the one thing that Floridians deal with more than anything else is sweat. I walk around downtown. I work downtown. I live downtown. I try to walk to work. I love walking to work, but I hate coming to work with back sweat, with underarm sweat. I, I don't want that on me, especially in the summer, walking around. And that's why sweat block was invented, to prevent that kind of thing from happening. So you can enjoy the outside and enjoy the heat and enjoy the, the, the humidity without the nasty side effects of you know, your, your body trying to uh, cool itself off with sweat. Sweat block wipes were invented by a doctor, and they're guaranteed to work, or you don't pay. They call it the Sweatblock Dry Shirt Guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweater odor, try Sweatblock risk free today. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon. Again, that's 20% with promo code LOCKEDON. Orlando Magic taking on the Chicago Bulls, a team that the Magic are very familiar with and a team that the Magic do tend to get up for as they start a three-game road trip. They'll go to Chicago and then Indianapolis for a game on Saturday and Monday. We will be back tomorrow to recap the Magic's game against the Bulls. We'll be back Saturday night, Sunday, to talk about the Orlando Magic's game against the Indiana Pacers. So please, subscribe to the podcast to get all you need there. Obviously, the big news for the Magic, getting Wendell Carter back, getting Gary Harris back, that that does give a little bit of a lift. That does give this team a little bit of something. I don't think we'll see the same kind of effort, the same frustrations that we saw against Minnesota where this team was just so injury depleted that it it, it felt like once the Magic took that initial punch that it was going to be very, very tough for them to get back and, and they were just struggling to find their footing. and. They finally found it, and, and again, they did good things once they once they got the, once they got there. So, uh, I think overall, we're looking at uh, you know, I think overall, the Magic are in a good spot or in in, in a good position here to to, to 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 take some steps forward and, and again to, to to get back to where they were before all these injuries started hitting them. Um, Chicago has had a real strange season. Um, Defensively, they are as good as ever. 110.8 points allowed per 100 possessions. Um, again, uh, a minus 1.2 net rating. Though they have struggled a little bit to get their footing under them. They've struggled a little bit to shoot. Their effective field goal percentage at 52.9%, which is you know better than the Magic. Um, they obviously have some really good players, some really good offensive players: in Nikola Vucevic, and Zach Levine, and Demar Derozan. So this is going to be a real challenge for the Orlando Magic. But one area where I do think the Magic have a little bit of an advantage. The Magic have played well so far against teams that don't have great point guards. Um, you know, Again, you look at the teams that have been beating them. It's Terry Rozier. It, you, know, you, you look at how they played against Dallas. They were able to kind of really focus in on stopping Luka Doncic. Um, you, know, you look at how they played against Phoenix with Campaign. Campaign still went off, but they did a good job kind of corralling that team and kind of taking them out of their out of their thing. Chicago wants. is not a slow-paced team by any stretch, certainly not as slow as Orlando or low possession as the Magic. They'll get out in transition. They'll get out on the break. But Chicago is a defense-first team. you gotta, you got to kind of try and break down their defense. And, and they're going to try and keep scores low. The teams that beat them are the teams that are able to kind of score points quickly and kind of overwhelm that defense. That's not Orlando, but it can be. We've seen Orlando is capable of doing that when they are able to break things down. Wendell Carter has given Nikola Vucevic fits in the past. Um, the the Bulls lack of a point guard. You know they're using I think Kobe Wright or Alec, Kobe White or Alex Caruso as their point guard. Or you know they got Goran Dragic as well. Um, if the Magic can kind of lock out that point guard a little bit, kind of make the Bulls a little disorganized offensively, they're not a great offensive team. That gives the Magic a little bit of a margin for error to kind of get things moving on the on the right side of the ledger. Um, I I do think Orlando has a real chance to win, but it's going to take playing with intensity, limiting turnovers. It's the magic of lost games in Chicago recently because of their turnovers, because of their mistakes, but they've beaten Chicago recently because their length bothers them. Uh, Chicago is not a heavy three-point shooting team. You know, Nikola Vucic will be on the perimeter. Um, You know, Zach Levine can hit threes, but DeMar DeRozan wants to work inside the line. Um, You know, they, they don't have a ton of just great knockdown shooters. So, That's going to be enough to keep the magic in the game. So, I do expect a close game. I expect a re energized team having Wendell Carter back, having Gary Harris back. Uh, I do expect them to be a little bit more focused and a little bit tighter defensively. And I think that will help this team take a a really important step forward. Whether that results in a win, I don't know. Chicago's a really interesting matchup for this group, uh, a good challenge. They haven't been on the road for a while. The Magic have really struggled on the road this year. Their shooting splits on the road. They're like a low-30s, three-point shooting team on the road. This, even with Minnesota, the Minnesota game, Orlando's up around 36 37% at home. There is definitely a thing where the Magic are going to be a better home team than they are a road team. But this is a game where the Magic are going to have to find their find themselves and, and kind of find their intensity. If the Magic play with intensity, the Magic play with defensive focus, the Chicago team will give them opportunities. They will give them opportunities to, to, to win. To me, this game, you know, I think Chicago's defensive focus is pretty well understood. They're a veteran team. They know what they're doing. If Orlando brings defensive focus, they have a chance to win. If they don't, it's going to feel exactly like the Charlotte game. It's going to feel exactly like the Minnesota game where, yeah, maybe Orlando does have a couple couple runs, a couple spurts where they're really, really good and and, and they get themselves back in the game. I, I don't think the Magic get blown out by any means, uh, but they can't be climbing uphill. If the Magic are climbing uphill, they're probably going to lose in this one. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock Eastern from the United Center as the Atlanta Magic take on the Chicago Bulls. That starts a three-game road trip. They'll head to Indianapolis next for a pair of games Saturday and Monday. Again, we'll have that all covered on Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philip, RR, underscore omd Subscribe to the podcast Napa Apple Podcasts. you your tune in to can Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all of them, listen to all the podcasts, your podcasts to your podcast-enabled listen device. To for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow, me on tw- follow us on Twitter there, at omagicdaily, for updates throughout the game. Now that you're done listening to us, go make your next listen the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's good continued for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily Lockdown On Magic. This is Phil Cross for tonight. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.